views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm Dr. Pat. Oh, man. I have to tell you, uh, Benny... How are you today, Mr. B? What a great day already. Doing awesome. Yes, it's wonderful out there. I'm telling you, so far today, I got to talk with um, a woman, a doctor, uh, from um, uh, the East Coast that is talking about what the discoveries are, the latest discoveries in ovarian cancer. And taking a message out into the world about what we can now do in early uh, prevention and detective detection. Then that was followed up by another woman uh, that has come out and has created an entire platform uh, to plan for your own life. And it's completely dedicated um, to seniors. And as a matter of fact, uh, Benny, uh, the site was created by... Um, uh, seniors ages 65 to 104, and I, I should say what it is, planyourlifespan.org, and folks will be here in that interview. And now I get to uh, bring on the show, introduce uh, to the listeners, and you as well, Benny, and I'm sure you know who Karen Casey is, Karen Casey. And the reason that I am excited about this is because when I started this 14 years ago, I never thought in a million years that I'd be having a conversation with a woman that has done so much to save lives, that has done it through her writing, her passion, her purpose, uh, that has done it by unwavering, unwavering conviction about what is possible and has literally carved out a landscape for women's spirituality that doesn't exclude anyone. And today, I get to talk with Karen about 52 ways to live the Course in Miracles. And probably I'm going to talk about some other things. And for those of you that are thinking, well, wait a minute, I know Karen, but I don't know that book, but I do know maybe the gazillion other books that she has written. Today, get ready. Phone lines will be open. Let's save some lives. Let's change some lives. Karen, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It is really fun uh, to talk to you again because we've had other good conversations. And 
you know, I think that your program is just an incredibly, uh, has an incredibly broad reach, and so many people are helped. And I was listening to the two, uh, about the two other interviews you've already done today, and, you know, um, I realized how much both of them would appeal to me to hear. And so I, I hope that this interview uh, appeals to a lot of your listeners, too. Yeah, you know, of course it does, because let's just start at the beginning. And I want to talk a little bit about you, if we could. And and, and, and you and I were kind of joking about being these like, you know, energizer bunnies, so to speak. And I know for me, I don't see myself as that, but others have said that. And, you know, you, of course, um, that was my comment to you. But the question really is, before we can even tap into this, is what is it that keeps you getting up every day, Karen, every day and doing what you did better than the day before? What is that? You know, I it's hard to put into words, Pat, yeah. but I, I, I simply have this inner sense that my purpose has yet to be fulfilled and that... Mm. But it, while at the same time I am living that purpose, but it's not done. You know, I just get up every day knowing that I'm really not done, that um, that as long as I listen quietly to the messages from others or what I am reading or those inner messages, that I will move forward in the way that that God has intended me to move forward. And that really is how it has been from the very beginning, from that very first book that I wrote, you know. I never had any idea my life was going to be what it has become. Um, it, it amazes me, actually, and, and maybe you can say the same is true for yeah. you. Who would ever have guessed all that many years ago that this was the life that was going to unfold for me that was going to continue pulling me forward. Um, I was just trying to save my own rear end, if you know what I mean, when I wrote that first book. It wasn't written for public consumption, and, and, and yet that was the intention of it, not my personal intention, but God's intention. Yeah. So I think we it, just have to keep listening to whatever God's intention yeah. is. Yeah. Well, this really is, for me, um, this is really kind of important because I am like you. I don't know how to describe my journey, right? Especially, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, maybe. Um, but I loved what you talked about. And that the difference for me in this part of my life versus the earlier part of my life, this is really God-driven for me. Um, even coming to the place where I got to choose the God of my understanding, even mm-hmm. coming to that place was an epiphany. It was like, what? Wait a minute. What can I do? What is it that you've learned and you share in this book that enables all of us to give ourselves permission to believe in the beliefs that we were meant to believe in and not beliefs that are are or have been dictated to us. 
Well, you know, there are probably many beliefs that have uh, that I could could share, but one of them that stands out really, really strong for me is that every single experience that I have ever had, that any of us will ever have, is an opportunity for us to actually be an expression of peace, to live our lives more peacefully, and to Im- Im- impact the universe around us. You know, every, every thought we have, everything we, we say, everything we do, carries with it a vibration of some kind. And, and I really think that those vibrations that emanate from us are really what change us and change the circumstances around us. And when I say the circumstances around us, I don't mean just in our household or in our community. I mean truly throughout the universe so that, you know, one of those, I mean, that's just a simple belief for me to say right now, every day when I wake up, it's going to be 24 hours of opportunity for me to make a difference. Yes. Yes. You know, let's talk about the word miracle if we could. Okay. I love the word miracle. I don't know why, but I know I was introduced to the word miracle at a very young age. And probably because, you know, at a young age, I grew up in an Italian Catholic family and miracles and, you know, becoming a saint. And, you know, it was just part of what happened. There's the, have you ever seen the, the movie Moonstruck with Cher? All right. I saw yeah. that years ago. Oh, absolutely. Right. Do you remember the part in the movie? And, and I, I'm telling you, I'm sorry if I'm stereotyping folks, but I am Italian. The part in the movie <laughs> where she says, and she raises her hand up and she says, oh, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Your mother is healed. It's a miracle. I grew yeah. up with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about when we well, look at 52 Ways to Live the Course in Miracles, but I can't possibly be that far off, can I? <laughs> well, you know, the, the, what the Course in Miracles really is referring to as a miracle, and it really isn't different than that, no. But what it says is a miracle is really a shift in how we see something. And in fact, we can, we can uh, use that same definition Biblically as well, you know, when when Jesus supposedly, and I shouldn't say supposedly, I don't mean it that way, but when people were healed, it was a shift in how they saw themselves. It was a shift in how they were seen by others. Um, In the movie, it was the shift in how people responded to each other. So the Course says that each of us is very capable of having as many miracles on a daily basis as we want, because it it really relies on us being willing to just shift how we are seeing something that we are experiencing in the moment. We don't have to see something as a terrible experience. We can shift our perception and see it as an opportunity, see it as, as our avenue to the next best awareness, that is coming to us, to see it as our opportunity for that next experience that is also going to have this impact on us and everybody else that 
we share the experience with. Yeah. And, you know, this is really for those of you out there, um, if you've not heard of the course, uh, and I just want to say, maybe you have not heard uh, about A Course in Miracles, but when we come back from break, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what that means to become a student of okay. A Course in Miracles. And, you know, why, Karen, you know, the, what I love about this and the timing of this is that you and I could not have predicted bringing this conversation to the forefront in, in our lives, given what's going on in the world today. When we come back, we'll talk about what is it that draws us close to this and what are some of the amazing points of wisdom that we can embody and create in every days of our lives. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. to relax more feel happier and be more confident do you want to have more success in your life dave dodge has some easy effective methods to help you release your anxiety worry fear depression and even physical pain tune in to stress buster radio with dave dodge every second tuesday at 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern for more information on how dave can help you release your stress visit stressbusterradio.com skype and phone sessions are available how would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Chris Stanis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? 
visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad that I'm getting to have this conversation with Karen Casey. Um, We're talking about, just so you know, of course, you know, she has written many books. But today, it's a conversation about 52 ways to live the, you know, live the course of miracles. And before the break, Karen, I was saying that if there was ever a time uh, at least in my life, to live the course of miracles, the time is now. And I would love for you to talk about what some of the basic insights are to the course and how they might help us today. Oh, I'd love to. Well, you know, first let me say um, about the Course in Miracles, it, it's a spiritual pathway that I became uh, an adherent of about 30 years ago. And but it was actually um, it came into being uh, in the sixties, the late sixties, and it resulted. And it's got an interesting history. If we've got, can take a couple minutes for it. It resulted from um, two Columbia University PhDs who were having a conversation about how uh, debilitating all of the meetings were that they were attending with other faculty members all the time. And these two people, Helen Schickman and Bill Setford, themselves didn't have uh, a very uh, kindly relationship. They were often at odds. But Bill, who was chair of the department, of the psychology department uh, that they were both in, said, there has got to be another way. And surprisingly, Helen said to him, I'll help you find it. And and that was such a key thing because she had not ever really been willing to help him do anything. And it was just a short time later that at home and the evening, she heard what she felt was a voice speaking to her, which really freaked her out. I mean, she's a PhD psychologist and she's hearing voices. Mm-hmm. And the voice said to her, she thought, this is a course in miracles. Please take notes. And mm-hmm. she truly was in a panic. And she called Bill and said, I don't know what is happening to me. I don't know if I'm having a stroke. I don't know what's going on, but I just heard a voice speak to me, and this is what it said. And she told him. And he said, Helen, just relax and take notes bring them Mm. into the office tomorrow. And perhaps at the time, you know, he didn't really know what was happening to her either, and he thought that was a way to calm her down. Who knows? Uh, But at any rate, she did. She wrote down everything she heard, and she took it in the next day, and he looked at it, and he said, you know, this, 
this is very interesting. This is maybe a solution to our situation. Mm. And he said, just keep listening and keep writing. And he started typing up the notes. This experience for Helen lasted for seven years. For seven years, every night, she sat in her study and listened as the voice spoke to her. And the voice spoke what was to become, you know, nearly 1,600 or 1,500 pages of The Course in Miracles, Mm. the text, the workbook, and the manual for teachers. And it was, she came to understand, the voice of Jesus Mm. saying to her, nobody got the message the first time. I have come again to you with the real message, with the true message. And the true message is about love. The true message is, is about reconciliation. It's about forgiveness. It's not about judgment and guilt and sin and separation. And so she, um, what she actually was Jewish, uh, she was not a practicing Jew, but she was Jewish and so was Bill Thetford. And, and in fact, all of the early adherents to the Course were Jewish, which I've always found rather interesting that Jesus came again (laughs) as a Jew, uh, but came again and said, please hear my message. My message of truth has been misconstrued in the past. And so that, you know, when when I read that, that made me so intrigued by what this message was. And that's how and why I began to read The Course in Miracles. And, um, and it has, you know, along with AA and Al-Anon, which I've been, you know, in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous for 41 years, and I yeah. actually started in Al-Anon before that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they offered me, and still do, because I am still very active participant in both programs. And they, they continue to offer me guidance and solace and direction and connection and wholeness and all of those things. But I always felt I was yearning for something more. And, it, and, and the Course seemed to fill that gap, that sense of, of the presence really always, always, always being as close as my breath. And it Mm. wasn't that I didn't get that or wasn't told that probably by others in AA or Al-Anon, but I had not been raised in any kind of a real religious uh, household. You know, my family was kind of like the family that so many are. They went to church on Easter and uh, not even very often at Christmas. It was just kind of, well, let's go to, let's go to church. It's Easter Sunday. Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and so I really didn't have beat into me any ideas one way or the other. So I really had this yearning for whatever that presence felt like. And that's what the course, how the course really called to me. And then the messages themselves in the course about learning that everything is either an expression of love, or an appeal for healing and help touched me so deeply 
The whole idea that a miracle in and of itself is simply a shift in how we choose to see something. Yes. You know, that that every, you know, one of the, the basic principles of A Course in Miracles is that every loving thought is true. Everything else is either an appeal for healing and help, regardless of the form it takes. You know, when I began to look at my experiences on a daily basis as either based on, either coming from a place of love or a place of fear, either expressions of love or expressions of hurt or anger, it changed how I looked at the people on my path. It changed everything for me because I was so much more willing and able to say, that, gee, you know, that outburst is coming from a place of anger. I don't have to respond angrily. I could respond with compassion and understanding. You know, it changed how I looked at my whole family, Pat. You know, I yeah. grew up in a household where my dad was really a, a rageaholic. He, he wasn't an, uh, I think he was a controlled alcoholic, perhaps, but primarily he was a rageaholic. Well, I I came to understand that he was just terribly afraid Mm. and that that's what that's what really promulgated all of the fearful anger. You know, all of his outrages came from that place of fear. And I finally, you know, as a mature woman, was able to look at him with such love and compassion, even though for years I had just sat in judgment and Resentment toward yeah. him. Yeah. So the, the course really filled in so many gaps for me uh, <laughs> because it, it simplified. I mean, that's the beauty, I think, of the course is that it actually simplifies how we can uh, interpret the world around us. Yeah. Um, you, you know, Karen, one of the things you said, and I want to make sure we talk about it when we come back from break, is that, you know, all too often, you say this in the book, that anger is the all too often uh, common mask for fear. And, you know, and, and for many people, we actually believe that if we're not angry, we're complacent. But that's not necessarily true either. Um, And what I love about what you've highlighted in the book is that one of the doorways is acceptance. And when we come back, I want to talk with you about acceptance. I think acceptance is one of the most misunderstood concepts right next to forgiveness. And I want to be able to share what you've got in the book about acceptance as the doorway to discovering peace. Boy, now if that is not a lesson in today's world, I don't know what is. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will be given a copy of Karen's book away and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
Hey everyone, I'm so thrilled to have Karen Casey joining me here today and I just want to make sure that um, you all know how to find out more about her. Karen, one more time please. How can folks find out about you? Okay, they can go to my website uh, www.women's W-O-M-E-N-S no apostrophe womens-spirituality.com and um, they can also go on Amazon uh, and look for books by Karen Casey, and everything I've ever written is there. They can go on the Hazelden website and plug Hazelden, H-A-Z-E-L-D-E-N, and plug in Karen Casey and find out about me there. But all of the events that I do uh, are listed, like, on my website and uh over this summer, I've got a number of things that are that are coming up, and so people can see those on my website in case they live in particular areas and are interested. Mm. So, you know, this is really the time to be connecting, to be talking, and to be listening at the same time. It's a time of unique understanding. And before the break, I said acceptance. Uh, and I, I mentioned to you during the break that I believe the word acceptance is one of the most misunderstood uh, concepts we have. But I want to just help people uh, out there today know that you will be able to get a copy of the book and you could read you could read what Karen has to say about it. Why don't we do this, Benny? First caller, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Um, okay, Karen, acceptance. I mean, it's one of the many, many things you talk about in the book. But, you know, you talk about it is this discovery, this pathway to peace. Could you share what it is and what it isn't? Because I do think we we mix things up here. I Yes, Pat, I will. I, and I, I so agree that we, um, we really distort the meaning of words. Um, but acceptance, in my own history, I used to think of acceptance as meaning I would just simply allow myself to be walked on. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I would not stand up for myself. I would just accept whatever because I was too frightened to say, hey, I matter here. Um, and so I don't mean acceptance in that regard, that we just allow ourselves to be completely walked on. But I also think that we don't have to turn every situation that we don't agree with into the next world war. So what it in my own youth and in I can't even say youth in my young adulthood years, probably clear into last week, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes found myself uh, getting into uh, discussions or situations or disagreements because I was afraid I wasn't being heard. And, um, and, and I used to feel like if, if you don't let yourself be known, then people will take advantage of you. And, you know, the fact of the matter is sometimes that might happen. Mm. But with a more mature mind, I have decided that to be accepting of things that I cannot control is the only way I'll ever know peace. And that means to just agree to let ourselves be in disagreement with people, to let ourselves be okay with situations that simply are not part of the hula hoop that is ours. 
to, um, you know, I, there, there is a guy that is a double winner in one of my Al-Anon groups. And for listeners there, if they're not familiar with that term, it means people who are in more than one 12-step program. And, and Richie is a good buddy of mine, and he's been in AA for a zillion years like I have. But he talks about there's two kinds of business, my business and none of my business. And I love that because it really is a, a shorthand way of looking at acceptance. There is my business and there's none of my business. And when it's none of my business, I need to simply be accepting what seems to be the situation for somebody else. And that way I can be at peace with it. I don't think we can live a very peaceful life unless we are willing to let other people live whatever their journey is, allowing them to listen to whatever inner guide they have. And we may not agree with whatever that inner guide might be telling them, but that is not our prerogative. And I used to make it my prerogative to say, oh, no, no, you've got that wrong. Well, I, I lived a very, very emotionally charged, unpeaceful life for the first four decades of my yeah. life, probably. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'll be 78 uh, very shortly here, which, <laughs> which, which blows my mind, Pat. I can hardly <laughs> believe that I got to be this old. But, you know, it is so much nicer to say, you know, there are things that I have no control over, and I'm going to let them be and accept those things and take charge of only those things that are really mine to be in charge of. And, you know, as we talked at the break, there are certain things that are happening in our world um, that it, we have to kind of step back and take a deep breath and say, what can I do in this situation that is loving and kind and accepting? Because not every situation that I'm looking at in front of me is one that I like very well. Right. But most of them are things that maybe I personally cannot have an impact on right here and right now. But you know what I can do right here and right now? I can make sure that in my next encounter with whoever crosses my path at the grocery or any place else, that I'm being loving and kind and accepting of their humanity. And I believe that that has an, an, a, a good impact. You know, it ultimately has a favorable impact on the world around us. And if we want the world to look different, then we have to be different in that world. And I think that, you know, that's just one of the most powerful things that I have learned in my many years on this spiritual path, that if I want the world to be different, it's me that has to change. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I got to tell you, I totally get it. You know, as a matter of fact, I had something happen yesterday that I thought would, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not a young spring chicken either here, Karen. I just want to say, <laughs> you know, but there's a reason Benny calls me Pistol Pack and Patty, okay? Uh, <laughs> Benny and I have been together 14 years. He can do that. Um, but yeah. but uh, even even now, doing what I do, knowing what I know, 
I almost got thrown off of my game yesterday because something happened that had not happened to me in a really, really long time. And, you know, you and I are quite familiar with terms like my mother being an addict and an alcoholic. We are really familiar with terms like untreated alcoholism, right? Or untreated addiction or untreated whatever it is. But what we have come to know is that when that shows up, chances are it's really of a spiritual nature, right? Right. It's it's Absolutely. a little bit maybe of a what do we what what have we learned a spiritual disease or malady that's the term sorry right. spiritual malady and I can choose and you can choose in a moment of any situation regardless uh, as to how out of integrity another person is you and I get to choose our response don't we that's right, right. that is the one absolute in all of this that nobody can define for us or decide for us what our response is going to be. And that is that gives us great personal empowerment, and it also gives us great peace of mind, knowing that we really can move through um, the agenda of anybody in, in you know, a kind and quiet and loving way. That we don't have to let their craziness disturb our peace of mind. And, and for sure, you and I and everybody listening probably is confronted at least once throughout the day with a situation that is um, just trying to throw them off their game. It happens to all of us. And yeah. the good news is that we can remind each other that in those moments we can pause. We can yeah. pause. And step back and say, this is my opportunity. Yeah. To be, you uh, know. Yeah. I'm actually going to skip the next break, Benny, if we could, because, uh, I, I mean, this is such an important conversation. You know, sometimes, Karen, and maybe we can talk about this. I think this talks to um, of chapter 42 of the book. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but I actually do read. I, I read all, I've read all your books pretty much, but I, I've read this one. I was really struck by this yesterday and I was preparing for our chat. Um, and I opened the book and as this thing was happening and the email came in my, in my inbox, shocking email. I had a moment where I had to know how to respond. And I read this. The Holy Spirit will take what the ego makes and transform it into a learning opportunity. I mean, I, I, I didn't plan to open this page, right? Yeah, I, just I get that. <laughs> did. Now, it's not even in the middle of the book. Like some people will go to the middle. Right. It's not. And I opened it up. And, and here's what I read. Can I read this? I'd love sure. to talk with you about it. There isn't anything that the Holy Spirit can't transform into something helpful, perhaps even beautiful. And oftentimes, the very experience that we have unknowingly needed for the life transformation we were destined to have. I could have gone to fear. I could have gone to lack. I could have gone to anger. I could have, you know, shot back an email that was totally, it would have been absolutely correct, but but not not right 
Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? It would have been correct, but not right. And I would love for you to talk about this lesson, how important it is. And for me, it is one I am going to be forever grateful. I have finally learned. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, I think that it is so, it gives me such a sense of relief to know that truly the Holy Spirit, that other voice in my mind, you know, the there are two voices in our minds. There's the ego that the Course in Miracles says always speaks first, always speaks loudest, and is always wrong. And that other voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, that will simply guide us gently, quietly, lovingly in every situation. And the Holy Spirit will find, can find, and does find a different purpose for everything that is happening. Excuse me. Yeah, every single thing is happening. And it's so funny, you coughed right there, because that's exactly what happened to me yesterday. (laughs) And I think I I think you're maybe coughing out some of the toxicity that was around this situation. Because, you know, we hear things like toxic, right? You heard it, I've heard it. We've we've heard so many things. Uh, that would help us make a conscious decision how we're going to live our lives. I'm either going to stand in, and I dare say this, people people look at me that know me and say, Pat, don't use that word. I'm going to use it because I pulled the card today. I pulled two little angel cards for this show, faith and power. I can choose to stand in my power and stand in my truth, not because I'm going to say the words, I'm standing in my truth, but because I actually do it. Isn't honesty the cornerstone, I believe, of, of this, this, this book in The Course in Miracles in so many ways? I do believe that. And I also believe though, that it's, it's honesty kind of with a, a, a soft H, exactly. if I put it that way. Yes. You know, like we learn in Al-Anon, say what you mean, mean what you say, don't say it mean. It's being honest, but it's being honest... Uh, not to rub somebody else's nose in in something, but to just simply speak our truth and speak it lovingly, and that's exactly, I think, what the higher what the what our what our higher power, what the Holy Spirit, what the God of our understanding is asking us to do, and that is in fact how we transform every opportunity that comes to us. You know, every opportunity that comes our way, many of them are going to ruffle our feathers because, in fact, they are the opportunity that we need for a new level of growth. But a new level of growth does not mean that we're supposed to um, foist those opinions or that growth onto somebody else. It's for us. It's for us to move, you know, more gracefully through our own life experience. Yeah. You know, Karen, let's talk about, if we could, I know we've only got a few minutes left. Let's talk about the hiccups. I call them potholes, right? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, but let's talk about the hiccups along the way. You know, because part of this is, yeah, I can stay in the me, 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 me. But what if I were to join others? You know, what if helping and coming together 
uh, is really another answer because I'll tell you, you know, when I dialed the wrong phone number 14 years ago and pulled out a credit card and bought my first hour of airtime, I had, didn't have a clue what I was doing. But I did know that on the back of my crust-busting card, I wanted to reach a million people to help them live life full out. And voila, here we are. Right? Yeah. You know, we get two million hits. We get two million hits a week, minimally, on our website. Just one site. So I did not do this, though. I know I didn't. Right. I I know know, I did not. And, and, you know, I think that that the beauty is that you were willing and able to show up where you were called. I mean, we are called to do things that we do not understand, you know, that don't make sense to us. But I, I don't think, number one, I, two things come to my mind. There is no opportunity that comes to us that we have not been prepared for, even though we may not realize it. And secondly, no opportunity comes to us that we haven't, already agreed to experience. You know, I, I think that our journey through this life really is, has been divinely charted for us, you know, but we have been in agreement with that chart as it has unfolded. And I like, I, I like embracing that idea it has allowed me to look back on some of those experiences in my life that really felt uncomfortable and hurtful and how could I have agreed to that. It's allowed me to look at those in such a different way. And every experience that I've ever had, Pat, that maybe didn't feel good at the time, I have been able to use to a greater purpose. And I really think that the Holy Spirit is always saying to us, whatever the experience, there is a greater, more loving purpose for it. And I will help you carry that out. Mm, Yeah. And you have been helped. You know, I I mean, when, when I think about what you just shared about you, look how, I mean, you made what you thought was maybe even a mistake, and it has opened up the whole world that you have needed to experience. Mm. I don't know what my life would have been like. People ask me this. And, you know, I don't go back and regret the past. Right. I love to take a look back and find it very interestingly. And when I talk about it now, I talk about it including... The, uh, my mother's suicide because here, here's what I've learned there, I don't believe there are any mistakes I really believe there are every day there's an opportunity for a new awakening my mother passed away when I was six my dad remarried almost immediately a woman 25 years younger than him two, uh, she already had two daughters and that woman you know my mom Doris Uh, taught me the power of perseverance beyond anything that I could even begin. You know, she taught me principles and values in life that have become important to me today. And I love, I love that the way the universe works, at least for me, 
I now believe in a benevolent universe, but not everybody does, Karen. Can you talk right. to that? I know we've got about three minutes left, and I just yeah. wanted to talk about that for a few. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I too believe in a benevolent universe, and I do believe that that also means that sometimes in the moment of something happening, it, it may not look benevolent, but I think that's because we cannot see the full extent of what that experience is going to usher in. And so that in, in the final analysis, there, it is a benevolent experience because people will have received growth and direction. Uh, everybody's life will have been changed ultimately in a good way. But even in the moment, though, it maybe feels really like, how can this be happening? But it happens, and it creates other responses that maybe people wouldn't have made otherwise. You know, it's like what we have experienced, I think, recently uh, in, in the last couple of months in this nation is a lot of people getting involved in ways in our uh, politically, in ways that they never expected to get involved. And so yeah. what uh, what some people might have seen as, oh, gee, how could this have happened, has really had a very positive impact because it has really awakened people. So I think that no matter what's happening, in the short term, it may not look like a good thing. You know, I was a victim of sexual abuse as a kid. In the short term, it was not a good thing. But in the bigger picture, it has allowed me to talk openly about that and make it possible for others to get free or to speak more freely about their own experiences so that there was a way in which that experience, though not benevolent in the moment, had an ultimately benevolent result because yeah. of the purpose for which I could use it. And I think that is true of every single thing that's happening yeah, I do too. I've never seen people come uh, quite quite come together as folks are today in many, many ways, on many, many levels, for many, many things. I haven't seen it since, wow, I don't even want to tell you what decade. But the thing that I know and I love about it is that I do believe that we can come together heart to heart. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to hold. That's the key. That's the mm -hmm. key, heart to heart. Yeah, I Karen, haven't seen it since the 60s. I haven't either. I haven't either. And, yeah. haven't either. Yeah. And, and, and I think that we are moving forward and upward. I believe so, too. Karen, thank you for today. One last question. What's your positive message? What's your message? What do you want to leave us with? I want to leave everybody with the idea that what I say next, in the next moment, to the next person I meet is really my opportunity to be an expression of love in their lives so that they can feel more loving themselves about their lives and about everyone else that they meet. We each have incredible power to make a positive impact on the world around us. Let's take that opportunity now. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much, Karen, Casey, everybody. 52 ways, 52 ways to live 
the chorus in miracles at least 52 karen thank you so much for all that you do thank you oh thank you this is it's always fun to talk to you i i so i'm so impressed with the work that you do and i'm glad that i can be a small part of it you bet thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on as i've loved to say you are the best listeners on the planet thank you benny for pushing all the right buttons stay tuned for another hour on transformation talk radio Preceding audio was via a Skype call.